This is a Good Time Charlie production. On your marks, get set. Great British Bake Off podcast. Joined as always by the homies, it's Nick Jew. Um, there are several things I would have actually eaten this week. Man, a fair fair point. A fair point. You know, we've had a couple of jigglies, a couple (laughs) jigglies back to back. (laughs) Had had to get cleared (laughs) out. (laughs) And of course, it's the two one six zone. Big Anthony. Am I the only one who hasn't had a sausage roll? No, I haven't. I haven't. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, in it. Yo, in it. In it. <laughs> uh, series 14, episode 8, the quarterfinals. It's party week. 57 minutes of funk. Let's get to it. Oh. Uh, the Bounty Castle bit was pretty good. Yes. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm not saying I was uh, uproarious with my laughter, but I was like, that's pretty good. So uh, once again, uh, Allison was just kind of on fire this week. I'm trying to know that. We'll, every time we bump into it, I, I, I will try to point it out to you. And uh, if I don't remember, they will point it out to you. It's all good, people. Our six remain six remaining men. Half of them gone already, y'all. Remaining babies wow. in the tent this series. Christy Sharp, Dan Casador, Josh Schmalley, Maddie Edjo, and Tasha Stone is in the building. All right, people. So here's the, here's the deal. I'm going to... Mm-hmm. Do what needs to be done for me to play you this song, okay? But I want you to understand is that I'm not actually going to give you the stories till later. The way the stories work this week, they basically be like they break surprises that occur. And I try to keep everything kind of tight because, like I said, as it turns out, some people don't watch the show; they just listen to us. <laughs> therefore, I don't want to be I don't want to be tell, reading your stories to get ahead of what we've discussed. But every week we tell you some news stories. And that segment is called Bakes Make the World Around. And then I push play on this music. Bakers make the world go round. And you hear me and my children sing a little bit of a little ditty. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'll read you a news story. But in this case, you're going to get the news story. You're going to get one in the text. You're going to go get one post final judgment. Let you know what that, what's going on in that one. But you won't get them until those times. So we just going to dive feet first into signature right now. And your signature this week, 12 sausage rolls. <laughs> Two hours to complete. The key party joke made me laugh real hard, but that's a real old man joke. I wonder, I wonder, if, I wonder if the kids got that joke at all. Right? Do people even have key parties anymore? I, I mean, have no idea. Wait, no. I don't. I, I, only if you got pineapples on, your, um, on the front of your house. I was just about to say it's all pineapples in this time, this in this era. It seems. Yeah. So. Like I said, I just was wondering, like, what, 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 what uh, the the younger bakers would thought thought that meant, or did they get the joke? Also, <laughs> this, again, see, I'm, I told you every time I, I noticed something about uh, uh, Allison, I was going to point it out. She says, "We'll be in Cake's Corner doing the Agadoo." <laughs> the Agadoo. I was like, "What the fuck does any of that mean?" Turns right. Out, turns out the Agadoo was a novelty pop song by the group Black Lace, released in 1984. And it has this little dance that goes with it. 
Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, that was like <laughs> sometimes the words that be coming out of their mouth I'm like, this needs research. I have to look into this and see what's going on. <laughs> before, there. You, before you say that, I do have a question. So when you having the key party, do you put your car keys in or your house keys in? I just figured those things I are believe all it's attached. A, I thought it was Mine a separate. Um, That's why I asked. novelty key. Oh. No, I always thought you just put your your keys in the bowl. And oh. like this is, this is a 70s thing. I thought you put your key. I thought basically it was like the man puts his keys in the bowl and the ladies would pick the keys. And it that's says how- a group sex event where participants' car keys are randomly handed out, determining which couples will have sex. There you mm-hmm. go. Car keys. Look, okay. my car keys, my house key are the same key rings. So I don't know. I mean, what are we well, supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, my mom taught me um like when I first started driving, never have them together because like what if you lose Same. one? Because I don't have many a times where I don't lock my car key in the um in the in the car and then I had to go in the house and wait until somebody come help me. <laughs> so I got I got a large enough uh, uh, group of people in this house that 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 have a, 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 a they all have house keys. I should be okay, but the idea is sound. I hear you. So maybe I don't know. I don't know what I do. What I, so you got two separate key rings? Yeah, I got a. Yeah, I do too. See, I got a wallet um, that has my car key on it, and then my all my okay. house keys and um, you know all my other random keys are on another keychain. Wow. And also, in Poughkeepsie, (laughs) I travel (laughs) by not vehicle like 85% of the time I leave the house. So there's no reason for me to have a full set of keys every time I leave. I just need my house keys. Fair. In most situations, I am am pushing the whip somewhere. So I guess I do. Look at the growth, people. Look at the understanding we all just (laughs) developed here as a unit. Maybe you shouldn't (laughs) have your house keys with your car keys going forward. Uh, first up is Christie's. Christie's making a cranberry and sage sausage roll using a rough puff pastry, pork, sage, and onion and garlic filling with a layer of orange and cranberry sauce. What is the difference between rough puff and standard puff pastry, one might ask? Rough puff pastry, also known as quick pastry, has become really popular with uh, professors and home bakers because you get the bakery style uh, puff pastry without the precise shaping and laminating that the uh, with the uh, butter in the dough situation. So basically, you know, yeah. you're just doing it by, you just, you know, put some butter down, twist it, put some butter down. But like, if you're laminating dough, like for like professional level shit, you know, every now and again, you'll see a video of someone like uh, on Reels or TikTok where they show like the machine pressing butter and laying the, the dough over and it's like yeah. it's the cleanest thing. So rough pastry, rough puff pastry, rough is just basically by hand. And I mean, you could probably do some lemon, you could probably make a puff pastry by hand as well, but the rough style just it makes more sense. Uh, Dan is going for dumplings in disguise. He's making a <laughs> shoe by dim sum inspired pork roll, prawn, ginger, pork, prawn, ginger, and garlic, and a five spice flavored pastry. And so here's the thing: when Prue was like, "The pastries won't add much flavor," I was like, "I was like, why not? Season the damn right. dough." And of course, right. Dan, Dan came through with season the damn dough. I feel like there was some schism here, too, because they were like, you cannot make a pastry out of this sort of thing. I'm like, it sounds good as hell See, this, to me. This is the thing. I know me and T been running this joking to the ground because it's Thanksgiving, but you don't mess with the macaroni and cheese on Thanksgiving. And Paul straight up was like, this is my favorite thing. Bruh. It was it was real, real, too. I mean, so, he, was so, he was so like, this my shit. Don't play with it. And right. but at that point, what you gonna do? Like he had already decided what recipe he's gonna make. He had practiced that shit, had his ingredients, he couldn't turn away. But it was and then it was, in my opinion, make them do it for the fucking technical challenge. If you absolutely have to have a traditional sausage roll the way you, you like it. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, but they fuck with things, they fuck with Thanksgiving this year. And it might have been a little sizzle, like you said, Nick, but he shut up and down was like, hey, man, I want milk and cookies. That's it. And he should have did it as the motherfucking technical. Uh, Josh is making turkey and cranberry Christmas sausage rolls filled with pork, turkey, Brussels sprouts. What the fuck? Chestnuts and apricots with a layer of cranberry sauce. 
<laughs> and they were juiced. That shit sounds so nasty to me. <laughs> I'm gonna chop up these Brussels sprouts and throw them shits in there too. Like, why? Yes, man. I, English yes. tastes are, are so interesting to me. I, I just, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Tash is up next. Sounds like bubblegum's waiting to happen. <laughs> cider in the park sausage rolls. These are filled with pork, apple, and a layer of cider, apricot, and apple sauce. Now, Maddie, here you go. Classic sausage rolls, pork, sage, caramelized onion. But he adds to it grated onion with a touch of chili. So he he, he freaked it just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just to let, add that little bacon on the twist. Like a little snow inside the Optimo. Do the John Macro, Rap Rock and Roll, Tidy Bro, Gunho <laughs> Pro. Skosky with the gum saw. I can keep this going, people. Uh, judging. Let us judge this event. Tasks up top. Good looking. Lamination looks good, but need it longer in the oven. Love that flavor. Superb. Apricot works beautifully with it, but it's too soggy. Need like another 10 to make it flaky and beautiful. Filling is exceptional. Pop back in the oven for like 10 minutes and have them for lunch. That made me laugh. <laughs> I was just like, Paul, oh, all right, man, I see you. Dan, they like the color. Nice bit of flake. Taste Chinese, which is like a, like a bar. Mm. That, like, wow. <laughs> Paul, right. not keen on the flavor. Prue thinks they're delicious, just not something you normally expect when you get a sausage roll. And Paul really don't fuck with it. A sausage roll! He was so adamant. It's like, hey, hey baby, relax. Well, I got something to say about tacos. <laughs> <laughs> tacos. You gotta say like the English do. Tacos. tacos. <laughs> Josh, I see a bit of lamination, but it's a bit gappy, a bit dry, quite solid. Flavor is terrific. Likes the texture. If the pastry was better baked, it'd be perfect. Well, if it was a fifth, we'd all be mm. drunk. Come on, man. Get real. That's not the way <laughs> we judge these things. Christy looks a bit pale. Soggy bottom. Smell smell good. Smell good? Is that what I type? I'm going to assume that's what I meant. Smell good. We're going to go with that. Under Blake. The flavor is good. Well balanced and seasoned. The filling, absolutely perfect, but underbaked and too, mm. and too thick. Okay. Man. Soggy bottom. Soggy Man. bottom. Bruh, I feel like everybody has worked so hard to avoid soggy bottom all series long. And this this and, and quarterfinals is where she would have messed this up at. Anyway. Maddie. <laughs> Love the shape. Color good. Nice strong bake. Nice lamination. Crisp. A bit of a kick from the chili. And making Come on, Paul's, Maddie. And making Paul's favorite food gets us a quarterfinals handshake from Maddie. Come on, Maddie. Delicious. The onion works. The apple really works. The chili is great in there. Even Allison snagged one, which made me laugh because she took a little snake. Oh, snack. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I, have you noticed how how they be they be going back and forth? They are my like whenever they together, it's always magic. They like Jada and Styles P. <laughs> Spitting fire. It's just. It's something I love about it's something I've noticed about Allison this whole go around, and it just seems to be fun. Is like she is not ashamed to like I'm about to, I'm about to sample these goods right quick. Not like she's been just eating a yeah. little bit of everything, but every now and again when they, when they, when everybody's like, "Yo, this is it," like, well, shit, good. let me take a couple of these and put them in my purse for later, and I fuck with it. I just do. I I love me some Allison, man. She is really great. You know, it's a long ass. You know, it's a long ass filming day. Hell yeah! Like, let me get a, let me get a taste. <laughs> That was, yeah, so that was your signature. And like I said, I had a great time with the signature. But here's the I feel like this is the thing about the sausage roll situation. I don't know what it is about my palate that feels not offended, but like meat and apples and shit. I don't want it. I'm confused. Mm. <laughs> so I I have had a, a sausage with a with a bit of apple in it uh, in my day. It's, it's, it's never really doing I'm anything. I'm not a fan. Too far out there. I said, you don't like hot fruit. We know, we know, boo boo. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's not like, that I don't like hot fruit. It's that I don't want hot fruit and meat. It, it has its place together. In, in Europe. I get that. But yeah. I'm telling you, don't, don't, I feel like you're giving Apple far too much power in these situations. And it's usually just a little, a scant little bit of Apple. Just a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
Uh, you ever, uh, do you put sausage on your um, on your biscuits? I mean, um, jelly on your biscuits, right? Yeah, but as like a garnish. I don't want like a a like a piece of wet mushy nothing. fruit. Wet, wet nothing. I know. We know. <laughs> in, in my biscuit, but some jam, yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. it's the flavor okay. that I have an issue with, but maybe a little it's bit. The it's 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 okay. texture because we know we know you 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 you, you yeah. and, uh, wet bakes, and I'm not no not no you we you and I both wet yeah. bakes. No yeah. bueno, no bueno, no. Technical challenge this week: a caterpillar cake, two and a half hours to complete. you what I wrote and then I'm be mad because I got, I got a whole article that did all of this work that after the fact found the article <laughs> after the fact but here's what T wrote and it's a lot so get ready T damn near wrote an article itself a creation of M&S aka Marks and Spencer Colin the Caterpillar has been the go-to birthday cake for British tykes for over 30 years he was such a big deal that other shops in the UK bit M&S and made their own Cecil the Caterpillar from Waitrose which is like the fancy your fancy your fancy <laughs> grocery store in uh, in England Chris the Caterpillar from Poundland, which used to be, they, they used to sell everything for a pound. Clive the Caterpillar from One Stop, which is basically a tiny Tesco, which is weird because then there's Tesco who has Curly the Caterpillar, meaning a shop owned by the same corporate overlords has two Caterpillar cakes. There's Clive the Caterpillar from Asda, Curious Caterpillar Cake from Co-op, Cuthbert the Caterpillar from Aldi, Morris the Caterpillar from Morris's, <laughs> Wiggles the Caterpillar from Sainsbury, and there's another one from uh, 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 Carl. He's the free from caterpillar who's gluten free, who's also from Tesco. Uh, now, I, here, I literally, I wrote this. Now, I read and typed all that before finding an article for Bakers Make the World Go Round where all this is done for me. <laughs> it's like, I also want to point out that apparently Aldi got sued by MS. They was like, yo, shit, a little too close to ROG shit. And they oh. and apparently they settled out of court. So it must be real. But of course, make the world go around. I told you I had one for you. Here we go. This is Colin the Caterpillar versus Cuthbert, Curly, and Wiggles. We decide which tastes best. This is Pip Sloan on the byland from the Telegraph. In the battle of the chocolate caterpillars, MS has stiff competition from all supermarkets. Let the taste begin. Good fucking. That's I like that. It's a good intro. In the tale mm-hmm. of the very hungry caterpillar, a lo- oh, you know what? Actually, I want y'all to see this. I'm going to read it, but I actually want y'all to see it as well. Because y'all got to see what all these caterpillars look like. They're the so of- cute. I know. Uh, they really are adorable. <laughs> uh, in the tale of the very hungry caterpillar, along with an ice cream cone, a pickle, a slice each of Swiss cheese and salami, a lollipop, a wedge of cherry pie, a sausage, cupcake, and a slice of watermelon, our ravenous protagonist devours a piece of chocolate cake. It's perhaps no coincidence that the latter has become synonymous with the insect and vice versa. And subsequently, that a caterpillar-shaped sponge is the most familiar guest at birthday parties and office celebrations across the land. Nor is it surprising that the news of Marks and Spencer taking Aldi to court, that you know, is a bit in a bid to protect <laughs> its Colin the Caterpillar cake, has provoked such an uproar. The retailer has been accused, has accused the discount chain of riding on its reputational coattails after Aldi began selling its own Cuthbert the Caterpillar cake, which looks very similar. But since M&S launched Colin, a chocolate-coated sponge cake bearing buttercream topped with sweets and fronted by a smiling white chocolate face, some 30 years ago, similar critters have emerged, and not only from the German discount store. From Cuthbert and Wiggles to Curly and Curly and Carl the free-from Caterpillar, there are cute-faced chocolate Swiss rolls in almost every supermarket, and each has a band of fervently local, of loyal supporters. But how do each of them compete, compare? And so this goes through, and you get to find out what this person thinks of all these various uh, caterpillar cakes. 
So I think that they make something like this at Baskin Robbins. And so now I'm seeing where it comes from. Oh, that one cute. I want y'all to know. These so are this so is, cute. This is Curly. This is Carl. Carl don't got no gluten. Carl look. Carl looks int- like he don't got no gluten. Ooh. I have celiac disease. Okay. And these don't have the <laughs> antenna. And I kind of prefer them without the antenna. I, I just kind of feel like all these like claim to fame is like, guess what? You don't have to have Snickers here. You can have chocolate caramel bombs. That's their, that's their whole thing. Like, um, you know, Clancy, um, salt and vinegar chips and such. Like, it's it's all about, um, you know, knockoff brands that are that are good. All right, I'm not gonna read you all these reviews, but I want to read you the one for Waitrose because Waitrose is the expensive store. It's your, it's your, uh, your Whole Foods, your Airwan, your type of type Cecil. Look yes. at Cecil, a refined gentleman. <laughs> With a thick white chocolate <laughs> face and expressive fondant eyes, a generous chocolate coated body, longer and thicker than Colin, and decorated with chocolate <laughs> sweets and chocolate stripes, Waitrose certainly means business with the caterpillar. Decapitating it reveals an extra layer of buttercream coating, the light chocolate Swiss roll, wonderfully rich and smooth. Colin, you have competition in the taste steaks. Mm. Just want to share that little bit with y'all. Now let's get back to, you know, the program we're here to discuss. Jump back to my notes and tell you about this caterpillar cake. I know you got the, you got the deal, right? It's got, it's, it's very, it's a, it's technical. It's a very specific uh, recipe and very specific instructions, but they, like, usually, you know what I'm saying? They kind of leave you out or, or leave you out on the, on in the wind, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to instruction, but this one has hyper specific instructions on how you are to cut this cake to make it roll up right to look like a caterpillar. And yet, mm. and, and yet, yet. <laughs> judging goes as follows. Maddie's up top. Unusual, quite neat. Looks like a train. Lots of buttercream. Dry, slightly overdone. Christy, all over the place. The buttercream is good. The, <laughs> the ganache is good. The cake is good. It's just messy. Tasha, legs good. Antenna good. Noel's face on the front. Not scary. No, <laughs> no thanks for who would ask. Mine or the cake? Uh, good decoration. Light sponge. Gorgeous. Delicious. Josh, short on legs, but everything's in place. Just just a bit messy, a bit drier, but still delicious. Dan, this looks a bit of a mess. Very skinny caliber, very small, mm. all buttercream, not sponge, overmixed, overbaked, but a nice face. Mm. <laughs> the, the, so this one, um, Christy remade her sponge. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first roll we had this season. Yeah, they didn't do a roll challenge prior to this, did they? They did that that sideways oh, roll in uh, the first episode at Cake Week. Okay, the one that had to stand um, up on the on, on the side. Yeah, and the one that I love, the thing that I loved about this challenge was how everyone's face lit up when they announced it. Like, yeah, everyone was so happy to be making this cake. I watch a. Uh, 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 an English like uh, YouTube reaction channel, uh, 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 us with them or th- that with them or whatever it is, and they talked about calling some. At this point, it might be years ago. So I'm, I was a I was hip to the caterpillar cake situation, but I didn't know it was like this is like the you know thirty years old at this point. Is you know what I'm saying that is the history of all those people on, in, in, who are in the tent at this point have either. Had one, you know, at their own party or serve one at their family's party. So I'm like, yeah, that Dad is. Said a- he still have one at his big age. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> plus, yeah. Plus he got the babies, you know. He got the youngins. So hell yeah. Uh, let's rank them, guys. Dan, not quite sure what this is. <laughs> As it turns out, <laughs> having been given specific instructions on how to cut this thing, he still cut it wrong. And therefore, he rolled it on the wrong edge of the cake. He rolled it on based on the on the uh, the shorter edge of the cake. Cut and rolled it from the shorter edge of the cake, which makes for a very short, very poorly made uh, caterpillar. But also, like they said, it was overmixed and overbaked. So nothing, nothing was right about it. It was all wrong and then cut wrong. So he was not getting out of that one. Mm. Number four was Josh. 
Tastes all right, but the cake is a bit tough. Ooh. Number three, Matt. Number three is Maddie. Sponge is dry, but all the elements are there. So right in the middle of the table. Christy, who I want you to know, like I said, rebake the whole goddamn cake. So once again, Tom, tastes delicious. Beautifully made sponge, but it doesn't look great. Tash comes, Too in, hot. comes in first two weeks in a row. This is pretty good. You have all the elements in place. It's beautifully round. That's a decent cake. Well done. There you go, people. That's how you make a caterpillar cake. I don't want to give it a name because apparently that's a that's real wild out there in them, in them British streets. But apparently you want either a Marks and Spencer's or a Waitrose if you really want to get down with the get down. So you know what you got to do, Nick. Mm-hmm. Put it on the list. <laughs> there you go. Our showstopper this week. Anything but beige buffet. Four and a half hours to complete. <laughs> Nick, do you were your show stop this week? And if so, uh, why? No. And if not, no. why? So here's my thing about the showstopper. If you put it on like a display, to me, that does not make it show stopping. It just means that you made a mm. bunch of little shit and put it on a shelf. <laughs> you, you, you are not wrong. Uh, nothing about this made me go, ooh, I'll check that right. out. It was it was all just very like, okay, good to know that you can manage your time and make these bakes. And there you go. Like so. Josh's was impressive because he's a hell of a decorator. Like yeah. his little, you know, his macarons were fucking perfect. But I did not look at anybody's display and be like, oh my God. Like where was Saku's? Where was my dog Saku <laughs> to give me a oh my God this week? Yeah, I, uh, n- n- none none of what was presented here was t- like you know took me aback. But let's go over what was presented here and go from there. Dan's up top prehistoric party po- party poopers buffet, making these chicken curry dino feet, lemon shortbread mm-hmm. fossils, ankylosaurus head tea cakes, cake pop stones, white chocolate dinosaur eggs in a chocolate nest. Great idea. So cute. that is. Six things that this man is making. <laughs> right. Four and a half hours. Josh, it's Christmas buffet. Coconut white chocolate snowman macarons, a little layer of uh, jam in there somewhere too. Shoe buns decorated to look like Christmas puddings topped with chocolate crackling. And a coron wreaths. A coron or crown, en français, is a traditional French Christmas loaf. They are normally sweet and stuffed with marzipan, fruit, and nuts. Josh flips this on his head by making a savory version with cheese, spinach, and pesto. Maddie, sports buffet. It's making curry-filled cricket ball pies, a creme brulee basketball, donuts, chocolate and orange-filled golf course cupcakes. And uh, and they're not filled with chocolate and orange. They're chocolate and orange flavored, filled with an orange curd. And Mm. tennis ball macarons. Christy, Marvelous Sweet Factory Buffet. Willy Wonka inspired. Uh, she is making pink chocolate Swiss roll lollipops. Lemon meringue cupcakes topped with toadstools. Candy cane shaped cheese and rosemary twist. And spicy beef and onion patties that are shaped like little wrapped candies. So imagine if you will, them, uh, them butterscotches or the mints in your grandma's purse. That's kind of the that's kind of the general look that she's going for, but it, but it's a beef patty, Jamaican beef patty. Mm. But they ain't showing no love to Jamaican this one. She married to a Jamaican. You know this was just Jamaican beef patties. Come on, man. Let's call it what it is. Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, Tash, uh, birthday on the farm buffet. Zatar and sumac milk bread. Pig. Mm. Uh, excuse me. Zatar and sumac milk bread. Pigs. Sweet shoe bun lambs filled with blackberry cream diplomat. Raspberry and pistachio Viennese wagon wells. Sumac is a spice made by drying the leaves of the sumac plant, whereas the tar is a mix of seasoning, including thyme, oregano, sesame seeds, and you guessed it, sumac. So it's just a weird little flavor situation. She said, I know I did really good in bread week, but I kind of don't want to rest on that and then made bread. I know, but she, I, I truly think she was hoping that like everything else is going to show out, and then the bread is the only thing that did show out. Not the only thing, but the bread truly was exceptional to them. Because guess what? Your ass can bake bread. 
she really is. She's really good at it. So right. So is it resting on one's laurels to just cop to being good at something? Well, I no. to me, it was like a humble brag. She was like, I know I did so good in bread week and I don't want to like rest on that. And then was like, but I'm gonna make some bread. Hey, <laughs> you better. I, I, we got to quit being a uh, humble. I mean, I get it. People always been like, you should be humble and you show, show some humility. Sometimes you got to just say I can stunt and just do it. That's what I, I would be like, look, we're about to go to the fucking Stimmies. I know I can make the fuck out of some bread. And that's exactly what I'll be doing this week. Facts. Let's judge this uh, situation, this output, if we will. A bit rough and ready. Everything has flaws. <laughs> Candy canes taste all right, but underbaked. Prue loves the flavor. Patties taste great, are delicious. The lemon meringues are properly flavored again, just ugly and uneven. Mm. Swiss rolls, lovely soft cake, tastes great, but it just all looks kind of mid. The visual effect has fallen short of what we what we expect. To quote Mister Hollywood. Maddie likes the color. They look pretty good in uniform. Prue thinks he's achieved something quite clever with a different looking finish on each element. Nice yes. shiny caramel on the donut. They taste of creme brulee, but because he was a rookie deep fryer, you know, he was on the deep fryer, his, <laughs> his oil was too hot, which of course cooks the outside, but didn't properly cook the inside. So he has underdone donuts. Flavors Talk about experimenting it. on Thanksgiving. I never used a deep fryer before. Why would you start today? Why would, what other day but today? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, flavor's good. The texture's not. Macarons are a bit uneven, but, the fl- but lovely color and nice shine. Nice flavor. Delicious filling. The cricket ball pies are delicious. Really nice. The, go- the golf course cupcakes, nice. The flavor works well with a nice sharpness from the orange and a very moist sponge. Flavors right on most things. Textures just slightly off on the donuts, but generally on point. Maddie had a good, a good showstopper, y'all. Basically, what it comes down to. Tash, some look quite nice. Love the little pigs. The Viennese whirls are underbaked. They just crumble in their hands. You can just see it. And it's like okay, but the flavor is absolutely perfect. The shoe lambs are disappointing. Flavor is just underwhelming. <laughs> The pigs have a nice structure. Prue likes the texture, the crust. You're such a good baker. Excuse me, such a good bread maker. Mm, Overall, get it right. A little underwhelmed. And again, I think they. I, I know, not know. I think to it, they hold task to a standard. And she is not. She is not failing, but she is not rising to that standard either. Right. Dan, they like the theme. It's pretty neat and tidy. Curry is lovely. Pastry flavor is good, but it's very dry. Lemon biscuit, very nice, but it's beige. Dinosaur tea cake uh-huh. is overwhelmingly chocolate. You hardly taste the middle because the chocolate is so thick. That's an authentic egg. Very good. You did six things. Maybe you should have done, maybe you should have gone for four and made them perfect. Don't get fired. Yeah. Uh, don't get, don't catch bars from Prue. Okay. <laughs> Cause yeah, seriously. Yeah. Good Lord. Josh is who we wrap it up with this go round. Neat as a pin. Perfectly piped. The Corona looks nice and even, which is a trick to pull off at that size. Delicious, really soft, well-baked, works in looks and flavor. The puddings, because they're not actually puddings, you know, they just look like puddings, are absolutely delicious. The vanilla lovely level is lovely. The filling, very, very silky. Love the macarons, love the corons, which, as it turns out, are a Paul Hollywood uh, specialty. So, Matt, did, Matt, uh, Josh didn't know that. Hell, I didn't know it till I was reading up on things. So it's kind of that's kind of why Paul was on that shit about them the, those uh, corons because he he that's his thing. He makes them shits, 
a triumph. Great flavors that you would go back for more of. Bruh. Had he had a better, uh, well, you know, better two things before this, because he did see just the, yeah. he had a, a, a pretty middling uh, uh, signature and a pretty uh, bottom of the table uh, uh, tech. So, you know, technical. But he showed up when it counted, when it needed to. Yes. And that and that is the, he, that, he, his was as close to being showstop as any, anybody did anything. Agreed. I can tell you that. Hard agree. I, lo- I love those macarons that, that the, the, the things that, the, the buns that look like a Christmas pudding were just really neat. They just kind of look cool. That's him doing it again. Like if you remember Cookie Week where he made that damn burger situation, he really has a, yeah. a, a good eye for design and illusion. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I kind of bang with that shit. Mm-hmm. Your star maker this week is, of course, Maddie. But sent home is Christy? Now, you heard what I just said. Is that controversial? Let's go visit the good people over at Decider. Megan O'Keefe on the byline, the Great British Baking Show. Paul Hollywood and Prue Leaf sent the wrong baker home during party week. She should have been gone home, though. (laughs) I'm going to whoop your ass for old and new. I can usually understand the decisions the Great British Baking Show judges Paul Hollywood and Prue Leaf make on a <laughs> weekly basis. Over the years, their labyrinthine logic has begun to make a strange sort of sense to me, but not this week. I truly, <laughs> emphatically, was ass. passionately believe that Paul and Prue sent the wrong baker home at the end of party oh week. Oh my God. Not only that, but the person who should have been on the chopping block has been repeatedly saved over another potentially more deserving baker. The Great British Bake Off, because we're going to correct this woman every time now. Series, I tune in for calming vibes, but Party Week has me absolutely fuming. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to be rich. Dan Ash should have went home the week they sent uh, what's, her, what's her face on? Uh, Dana? No. Oh, man, I'm not going to remember old girl's name. So let me take a quick peek at oh um, the forager chick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Abby. 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 He should have went home that week, and we all knew it, and we all said it. Right. So this, this, this so this is the second time this motherfucker done fucked up. Last place in tech, a pretty midland, uh, uh, as it were, uh, showstopper, and uh, and a sig that nobody liked the flavor. <laughs> No, that's not true. Prue liked his signature. She, it, it was just that Fair. Paul was so Fair. stuck on the fact that it wasn't traditional. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't what he wanted. But Prue really liked it. She did say she liked the, the Chinese. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's what they call their takeout know, over there. That, that turn of phrase is bothersome to me. But yeah, I'm that shit blew up on TikTok, man. <laughs> but as I already felt like that motherfucker should have went home weeks ago. Oh no! I can I can see how I mean, he, like, he, he. But could've... once he got the go, no, sorry. Once he got his lifeline, though, it's not like he's been making scrambled eggs every week. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I don't. I just don't. I don't see why it's controversial that Christy went home. She should have been went home, and her tech and her signature. I mean, her showstopper was horrible. Yeah, I wish I could tell you you're wrong, but you're not wrong. <laughs> so I can't. I just I I I, I can't call and it. And Dan man. gonna go home next week. I don't know why people are mad about that. He, he finna go. <laughs> I I I truly truly think, and I will find. I'm, I think I'm off tomorrow, so I might just sit and watch it tomorrow. Because think, the thing is, if she didn't go this week, she was gonna go next week. Like I you, don't. She doesn't have a good track record, unfortunately. Dan has a much better track. Christy had one really amazing week. And every other week, she's kind of just been staying there by the skin of her teeth. There you got it, people. I, like I said, I can, I, can, I can make the argument to go, I'm still mad that Dan was there. For, I'm, I'm still mad that he, he that he didn't leave the week he was supposed to leave. So I'm like, I can, he, so I can, yeah. so I can easily kick that motherfucker out right now and be like, yeah, no, I feel you on that. Yeah. But <laughs> since he's been staying, it's You're not right. like he's been shitting it up. You are correct. And therefore, therefore I, I can understand why the, why, why they judge like they judge. So it's all good. She had a, uh, how was her signature? Let me roll back a little bit in my notes here. I don't even remember. Signature soggy bottom. 
So that's already yeah. straight. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Talk you about him, your ass going home. Uh, came in second, but but basically presented a whole mess. I don't care if she. I mean, I get it. It it tasted good, and the cake was good. So the things that you kind of getting measured on, but mm, you know, she had to remake it. Yeah, which it's not the first time that's happened. Now is it? In fact, I think it's the third time that's happened. No use of time. That poor woman are going back home to the family that she seems to hate. Anyway, oh, <laughs> no, lovely lady, but I don't. I just don't. I think she was. It was time for her to go. It, hey, there you go. But I will. That that will be your question of the week. So like Dan should have went home again, right? Right. <laughs> so, but that that's what it is, people. And I and and, and there's there's nothing I could uh. Do to change it up. Uh, next week is I wrote it down. Where did I write it down at though? What is our? Did I not write it down? Because I could have swore I did. A bit of a scroll up. Make international week. <laughs> oh God! No, no, that, that's not going. That, Please don't never again. <laughs> that to me was the uh, truly the time that I was like, okay, this show has actually made me upset. And this is supposed to be my happy place, and I can't be getting upset off this show. Patissier, patisserie is the, oh, is, yes. the is the week. So our namesake. This the one where they gotta look like it's gonna be sold in shops, and yes. if they not bringing mm-hmm. that, they can head on out. I could have swore I typed that out. Maybe I typed somewhere and just like erased it, thinking I was typed it wrong, whatever. I feel like this is Josh's week because Josh he be decorating his ass off. Yes. Easily, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I would. I, I hope he goes. I hope he does, does net himself a second uh, star baker. But uh, you know, it is the uh, email address for the show's podcast at stagecrunchymilk.com. Phone number is two one six two six four six three one one. That's two one six two six four six three eleven. We'd certainly love to hear from you, and to hear from you, we have. Let's first take a look at our Spotify commentary. We got a couple. Uh, the first one is going to be from episode six, Botanical Week. The, the question was, which part of the cinnamon roll do you eat first? Oh, yes. And uh, Bevy19 said, I open it at the tail, unroll most of it, and eat the yummy middle core first. It's the Ooh. softest, gooeyest part of the bake. Yum. Publish that. That's not a lightweight erotic. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next comment is on season uh Season three, episode seven, dessert week. The question presented was jiggly desserts. And Ugh. Natasha Natasha P said yes to well made in quotes. Mm. Uh, excuse me, in uh, in uh, not quotes <laughs> parentheses. Well uh-huh. made flan, Filipino mm. flan is my favorite. Hell mm. yes to creme brulee. Hell no to Jello. Anything hard pass. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Natasha P. Publish that comment, and then let's jump over to the email, which I thought I had open already, but I guess I did not. Or maybe it logged me out. Just spit off a second. It's the big homie Frank on the mic. Ooh, he's got a couple of things. This is going to be delightful. General Odds and Ends <laughs> is, uh, is what he titles this email. Hey, y'all. I figure I can ask this uh, now uh, for the podcast. Who do you think at this point can win it? I know back at the beginning, Tash was looking like the clear winner, but after the latest yeah. episode, it's, it is clear it's a more level playing field with Maddie seeming to step up and Tash and Dan being overly ambitious. Speaking of handsome Dan, what do you think of his buzz cut? Yeah, he did show up with a new haircut last week. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the fade, Nick? I love it. It makes him more handsomer. Fair, fair. And while we're talking, Dan, Daniel, the winner of the Big Brunch, finally confirmed the opening of his restaurant. See the link below. Oh, so, nice. Oh, nice. He's opening a restaurant. And let me click this link. Harrytown, which is outside of, outside of Richmond. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's got a little restaurant popping there. Proud of that guy. 28-year-old young chef. Uh, young mother will be opening in the former Carrytown Cupcake Space at 3111 West Carry Street in 2024. So they're, they're still working on it. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Good, good. Uh, to answer Frank's question before I forget, I think Josh is the only person who's uh, competitive with Tasha at this point. Yeah. And I think 
if he won, I wouldn't be mad about it. Same. Because he's very, very good at what he does. Plus, he do it for his name. Put on, put, put, on, put respect <laughs> on that. Right. Uh, and, oh, also, this is awesome. Frank's email. And Sola L. Whaley just came out with a cookbook and recently had a baby. Now, Frank, yeah. no, we know. We knew Stay, about the baby. Stay up on that one. Stay up on these things. Her cookbook looks amazing. It's made out of uh, special material, so you can have it in the kitchen and splash stuff on it and just wipe it oh, down. That's... Yeah, I, I have it in my Amazon wish list. And, like, um, yeah, of course I knew she was pregnant. I, I had a crush on her like eight years ago. <laughs> and I knew because y'all have a crush on her. <laughs> and so I know by way of y'all. I love me some Sola. You this know, is what, what it comes down to. What's up? What's funny is like I had more of a crush on her um in the BA days. After um my my crush kinda um the the, the flames kinda went out after watching her on TV. Really? Yeah. yeah interesting. I love her her and uh, ham they do these uh, the New York Times uh think they have this little like uh show show that's a bit much like challenge challenge that they do on in the New York Times uh cooking channel. Where they basically are given a a, a a blank bag and they like hook us up, make three course meal out of it, and it's always fun to watch what they what they can pull off with what they can pull off. So I, I love uh, Sol and her husband and her dogs and all that. So bang with it, Frank. You know we knew, but thank you for writing in, good sir. Always good to hear from you. Uh, thank you. We hope to hear back from you some uh, before uh, again again once or twice before we wrap this uh, this uh, series up. But that was it, people. Again, Patissi, Patissi, why can I not pronounce it? Patissi week next week. So that'll be fun. And technically tonight, or technically, hell, it already happened. But <laughs> <laughs> that's because it, like, it comes on like three o'clock when, uh, our time when we went uh, when on Tuesdays and we record on Tuesdays. So just in case y'all ever wondered. On you, on your special dark web VPN, because it comes on Netflix <laughs> on Friday, right? Uh, correct. <laughs> It's, Dark just, it's, it's just ExpressVPN. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I'm saying it's, it's 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 perfectly legitimate. I just Everything use I it don't for... understand about the internet is the dark web. <laughs> I I just use it when I got to use it. And in fact, as soon as like this series is done, I, I'm turning it right back off. I'm, I'm not going to pay for it again. I'll pay right. for it again. One week. I don't know though. Day Doctor Who's coming up. We'll see. <laughs> I need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a we get a new doctor here in a little bit. We're gonna we got some uh uh couple of spe- a few special episodes before we go into the, the next new series. We got a black doctor, black uh, uh black I think he might be queer of some ilk. Oh doctor. the guy the person whose name I cannot pronounce who's from um the show about the kids at school. <laughs> Oh God! Oh yeah, <laughs> sex education. Yes, yeah, sex education. Thank you. I was like, that's the oldest phrase I've ever uttered. It was all over the place too. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. what? <laughs> but Anthony got me. He knew what I was talking about. Hey, yeah. hey, that's what's up. I did because even but, if I googled his name, I wouldn't be able to say it. Fair. No, you, I wouldn't either. Well, that that is indeed our, your next doctor. But first, we get a revisit to. Uh, just about everybody's favorite doctor, only not really my a favorite of the doctors, but not my favorite doctor. And that is David Tennant comes back to play the doctor uh, once again. And that'll be fun. If you get down with Doctor Who uh, listeners, let us know. Holler your boy about it. We can talk some Doctor Who. I love me some Doctor Who. So we can get down to get down on that one. But I have uh, to give it another try. I mostly watched it on PBS when I was little. If you start at the 11th Doctor, Christopher Eccleston, who you might remember from, what's that show that David Lindelof did? The Leftovers. Okay. He, he played uh, He played one of, them, one of them dudes in that show. There you go. <laughs> he was in that show. Uh-huh. He, played the, he played the Doctor for one season and he really got kind of pissy about it and like left the show in a bit of a stink. In a bit of a stink. But after some years, uh, he made peace with the idea of it. So he, he was only there for a little bit. Then David Tennant came along and did for a stretch. Then we got Matt Smith. Then we got Peter Capaldi. Then Jody. Jody, what is Jody's last name? Jody. I can't remember the lady the, who played the doctor, uh, but she had a real, a real fun run. And like I said, now we're at uh, our next doctor, which in this case would be the 15th doctor, mayhaps. So lots of good shit. Uh, you start, you start at Eccleson's because that's basically when the new 
run begins and you just go mm-hmm. through there. And you and like I said, I think it's a I think it's a lot a lot of fun to be had there. It's very English. It's very British. Until until it doesn't get very English, because all of a sudden they, they realized they had an American audience. And so then they were like, Well, we got American audience. Let's 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 do a little something for them in this. And uh it's lots of fun to be had. You can watch with the family, usually not too much uh anything out of the out of the out of the ordinary. They would be like, I can't have my kids watching this shit. So you should be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, by the time you hear this Thanksgiving will have passed, but I'm going to tell you anyway, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you, uh, if you celebrate, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did not, no worries, no, nothing to it. If you're from elsewhere in the world where you don't get down with Thanksgiving, Hey, I, I hope you had a, a dope week. That is, it, that's just what it is, what it is. That is of course, Nick Jew. Um, I would like to try a sausage roll for sure, but I don't know <laughs> if I want the hot fruit in it. I hear you. Heard, Chef. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, is the 216 zone. Tatum. Man, I got um, greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ham. I got a, let's see, I got a full-ass turkey that I'm going to dry brine tomorrow morning. And that way, then, uh, by the time Thursday comes around when I throw it in the oven, we will be straight. Tomorrow is basically all pies. Um, I put together the stuffing, the dressing, because I don't stuff nothing. So I'm gonna put together the dressing. I'm gonna put together the mac and cheese. And but then so, and I think I must. Mm, I think the potatoes I'll do uh, on Thursday. I'll do them early Thursday. So everything should be straight. It should be. It should be y'all just giving up. Thursday should just be the bird, and of course the potatoes. I am. Um, I am wet and dry burning this year. You were saying you was, gonna, you was trying to you was gonna do that both, man. You have a real flavorsome bird or a super salty bird. Well, um, I'm gonna go. I'll probably go easy on the um on the salt um outside, mm-hmm. and then you can brush it off. It's not like it it, it got to stay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see how uh, how it works out. Fair. Can't wait. I'm excited to cook. Just because I, I love cooking, so it's very good. Oh, uh, I am the Internet Table Seven Thirteen. Uh, bake with us once again. We'll be back next week and do it some more. Uh, we record a day later, but you don't need to know that. It does nothing to how you hear this show. But it's kind of more of me reminding myself that we are baking, uh, baking, Lord knows, one day later than uh, normal. It's all love. Catch you next time. Peace. What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.